episodes in but no big deal so once again me llamo Ian my name is Vate Ian and today uh, the boys are back together under the same roof we are here in La Casa de Colo and he just made us an awesome supper to get us all fired up for this podcast and really the deal with this podcast it's all about uh, me and Colo Cody and I we have been prepping a long time. Actually, not that long. We'll talk about when we started yeah, this. Yeah. Um, but without further ado, uh, yes, this is just about getting ready for Friday when our Korean battle, our Korea, Korean linguistic swords are going to strike against each other. And we got a judge. We'll talk about who that judge is because Kodo, you lined that up for us. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I've said Koto's names because he's going to be my partner in battle. I'm staring across enemy lines at with this. So, Koto, bienvenido. Tu casa es mi casa. No, it's not, man. You're my sworn enemy. <laughs> yeah. How can mi casa be su casa when, <laughs> when, <laughs> we're, when we're going to be facing each other on the field of battle? I'm like, I'm an underground spy right now, though. Oh. I just saw on your fridge you've got... Some phrases, so okay. So you copying those down? You're stealing those? Yeah, from of me? course. I took a picture. You sent me a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of strategies. So, what's up, though, man? How you feeling? Yeah, dude, I'm good. I'm good. We got we got North Korea here. We got South yes, Korea. Yes, and we got the flags here. The YouTube viewers, um, for some props, we got yeah, both Koreas represented. Uh, one Korea. <laughs> one Korea, one Korea overall. It should be one Korea. Let's get real here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if we're gonna cause reunification right here, right now, but we're gonna. Who knows? So, Marcus. So, sorry, guys. I'm just gonna go ahead and pause you real quick. So, Cody, could you get a little closer to the microphone, please? Because oh, yeah, sure, I'm just yeah. listening Come to the quality here, the feedback in. in my in my. Come on in. Yeah, no worries. Join the fun. Join the fun. So, I'm not gonna be a part of the Korean War. So, no, but I'm not gonna. No, which is fine. Which is fine. Which is fine. You're but gonna that, be an impartial observer. I'm yeah. gonna be an impartial every, observer. Every war has war journalists there. <laughs> press. Yeah. I should have like a shirt that says yeah. press. You on should it. have press. Oh my god! Oh, like a helmet. I'll put on my helmet. <laughs> Someone always... needs to be neutral. But but what I what I was gonna say is that I'm sort of gonna be representing the viewer here, the viewer that doesn't speak Korean. Correct. That's right. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm gonna have obviously I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna come prepared with a bunch of questions and and whatnot. So it's I think it's gonna be good. I'm I'm prepping for this too, just not with a Korean, not the not yeah. the linguistic preparation that you guys are going through right now. But you don't have the pressure that we do. I don't have the same pressure, yeah. which is nice. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's nice. I I sort of I'm enjoying this right now, and I'm I'm pumped. Watching I think from the sidelines. Be, yes, I'm watching it from the sidelines. How it's evolving. Hey, well, you're gonna be next. I want to be next for something, folks, but yeah, we'll see what yeah. that. What are you gonna do? Like, I think because I think we even were man. talking about this. We were thinking like after this, after the Korean competition, you two should do something. Maybe like Italian, Italian or Portuguese Italian. or something yeah. like that. No yeah. importa. Yeah, yeah. Italian, <laughs> Italian might be down the pipeline for sure. Like, but I'm just I don't know about you, man. Like. All my free time, what is it, June 8th today? Like, pretty much every waking moment of my free time right now, I'm pouring into Hangugo. Just giving her as much All right, as I so, can. so tell us about it. Well, okay, should we, let's just remind the listener. I know we talked about it in episode four. So let's just, just remind everyone when 
and how exactly this challenge came about because it kind of started off from my recollection as an amusing idea <laughs> of two polygod guys me and Kolo and just thinking hey this is I mean it's coming like the two Koreas like the culture the history it's a lot to it so for me it was just a language that yeah like it was always in my scope anyway but i think to be taking it on in this particular fashion um so from what i can recall i only knew the alphabet back in april like when i was home in lloydminster for a month and dabbling yeah. in a bunch of languages the extent of my korean dabbling was the alphabet so when exactly because you i think you came up with the idea of us both learning it yeah Mm-hmm. Okay, so when did you before like, the podcast? Before I think our yes. podcast. Before the yes. podcast became a, an idea. That's right. Yeah. And here we are in episode four now, um, four in. But okay, when was the first time you cracked a Korean book? You remember May fourth. I remember May, the Star Wars day. day. Wow. Yeah, Star Wars day. May the fourth be with you. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cuéntanos when. Well, um, so I think I had this kind of epiphany. Uh, just with the lockdown and everything, I was like, okay, like I got all this free time, and I was uh, I was focusing on uh, improving my French. Like that's where my language goals were at, and I was just thinking about all this free time I had, and like I was, I remember I was reading a book in French, and I was like, oh my god, like I, I understand a lot of this, and like I remember just like thinking back to my conversations I'd been having with French people, I was like, hey, like I'm not bad, like. I'm definitely not, like, an advanced speaker, I would say, but, like, I can hold my own in a conversation. And I was just thinking about it. I was like, okay, I've got all this free time. Like, why don't I just use it to start learning Korean? Because Korean had always been on... It was always in my sights. Mm-hmm. Like, it was always the next language I was going to learn. Right. And I just figured, like, well, why don't I just do it now? Because it's a great opportunity to do it with all this time, right? Oh, and yeah. um, when I started on May 4th, I did not know anything. I knew Nada. zero Korean. The only I sorry, I'm not I'm lying. I knew like three words. <laughs> I knew Anyong, like hi. Anyong. And Kamsamida. Right. Thank you. And that was it. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know the alphabet. The alphabet. Yeah, nothing. So I've started completely from scratch. So Cody, if I, if I understand you correctly, you got a little bit bored there by by just going at French. For a little, a bit. little bit because and I'm so glad I decided to jump into Korean because I remember I was telling you guys I had that initial like beginner's high mm-hmm. when you first yeah. start learning a new language and it's just you get like this euphoric feeling yeah like, absolutely. Oh, like this is so new and you, you're making progress every day and you're learning new things every year you're seeing your improvement every day and um, I just thought that was so that was a feeling that I have that I haven't experienced since uh, since I started learning Chinese. And that was like Whew, was five years ago, I think. Like, that's when we were hanging out. Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. First time I Yeah, so cool. I hadn't had that feeling of a new language in five years. So that that's kind of an interesting point you made there. So learning a language is not linear, obviously. It's not no, linear. No. But you make the most progress in the beginning. Mm, you right? make a lot of progress. In the beginning, if but you're I, being consistent, I yes, yeah, but I, I, yeah, exactly. But I feel like in the beginning, you're making your your uh, your slope is much higher than you kind of plateaus yeah. out after plateaus. You know? And people, yeah, because in language learning, people talk about different plateaus. There's a big one, like the intermediate plateau. Oh, that's the biggest called. one. Yeah, yeah, probably like, the intermediate plateau. You're really getting yep. from that A two into that B one, like that could be a really mm-hmm. long valley, but. When you're just off the start, yeah, maybe you're not in the in the super exponential region in the beginning. It takes you a little while to get into the inter, into the intermediate well, exponential well, zone. Right? W- wait a minute, wait. A minute. I think we're talking about different plateaus. The plateau I was thinking of was like from B two to C one. That's a higher plateau. I, would I think say. I think that is the worst one to be in because it's so hard to notice when you're when you're getting yeah. to the next level at that point. Yeah, but. I don't know, Coming man. Back I don't... to that initial high one, like it's cool because you're like, yeah, May May third didn't know nothing, but then I don't know, maybe by like May tenth, May eighth, or whatever, you maybe be like, I know a hundred phrases by yeah. now or methods because like it just seems like wow, I went from zero to a hundred, like a hundred phrases. It's not a lot in a language, arguably, but it's enough. Your feet That's are getting way. wet, and you're gonna get deeper and deeper. See, every day you go. 
And I mean, like, nay, 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 nay. you saw you saw that page that I had, like, the, all those phrases yeah. that I had written yeah. down. Like, that's after six weeks. Right. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, that's that's pretty incredible. Because, like, six weeks ago, I, abs- I knew absolutely no Korean. And now I can hold, like, a basic conversation. Like, I'm going to make all right, lots we'll of see, We'll see. We're going to hold you. Friday, like, Friday, yeah. We're going to hold you accountable, um, man, on Friday. So we'll see you. some big words coming out of Mr. Cody. I'm gonna make lots of mistakes. Ian's gonna well, make I mean, lots of mistakes too. But it's I gonna mean, be hilarious. We'll be able to. We'll be able to say more than you. That's for sure. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm exactly. not. Exactly. Exactly. So, so can we just say? Because I expressed before on the podcast, I expressed myself that I, I, I was hoping to get someone completely random to adjudicate this whole thing. So who, who do we got? First yeah, of all, who, who do we got? Because I don't know this either. You know okay, well we have yes. a friend of mine. Her, her name is Jen, Jingu? and she is. Um, She's agreed to, she's agreed to be the ref for us. Marie, so, yeah, ref. Friday, she's gonna be there. And, and do you know her well? No, I just met her. Recently. You just met her, yeah, so yeah. there's no bias there. Like you no. guys don't have a history no. or anything. No, no. <laughs> I think it's just gonna be amazing because, because uh, I'm always, I'm always interpret. What do native speakers think of? Because I don't know how, like, like let's say our Latino friends, like Jose and Alejandro. Maybe shout they're out. used shoutouts. <laughs> be on the pod eventually. Like, you think by now they're used to like meeting quite a few non-native Spanish learners. Like, I'm just curious, like how often a Korean would meet a non-Korean Korean speaker. Like, yeah, like the lay less. Because I mean, like everyone right? learns Spanish, right? It's way more popular. as a second. Who language. learns Korean? There's a few though, because as I'm beginning of this career, there's an online Korean community which we can talk about. That's growing, but there's someone from Calgary, for example, where we live. Yeah. But How often has she heard a non-Korean speak Korean? More than you would think. Because really? Okay. There's, yeah. um, there's a, a group called the, the Korean Conversation Club um, here in Calgary. Nice. And uh, two Koreans that I've met here have both like attended that at, at some point or another. Okay. So, yeah. Sí, pero son coreanos, güey. ¿Qué tal, qué tal uh, Canadians? Are Cana- like, for Canadians, you know? Yeah, like, the, like, the, like it's usually about half, like, Korean people and half oh, no, Canadians or other That's people who are, cool. who are learning cool, Korean. Yeah. Okay. So she'll have some experience then, like, yeah. hearing. Yeah. That's good. That's what I'm interested in and just getting some live feedback. But, but the point I was trying to make is that I, I'm very happy that it's someone semi-random at least. Yeah, sure, yeah, it's no, not no, like no. our friend. That would be boring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, be kind of boring. But the, so, yeah, so we'll get we'll get surprises. On yes, both sides. it'll be a really funny reaction. <laughs> She'll have a really funny reaction. Yeah, that's what so, I think. So I'm pumped. I'm excited. Yeah. So it's gonna be a pretty it's big all deal. It's Korean. It's just yeah, like getting these flags right now for the YouTube watcher. Like I just I love. Like I think I was telling these guys, like it's more than just the language for me. Like when you're really diving in. To this like i've been because like uh i like korea itself like the history of korea both koreas and then now because like i was telling you like for my study breaks i'll go watch k-pop i'll go watch some netflix in korean so it's i feel like with a language learning you can you can stay in wrapped in a environment even when you're not like 100 percent like focused on how do i say this in the language you can still be having this like and it's not even necessarily to like be learning the language it's just to be like keeping tabs with it be keeping in touch with it so the whole time yeah that's right so where where would you say you're at right now because so when i learned french i've been so for the people that don't know i've been i've been studying french since september last year and and i'm at the (laughs) september and i'm at the point where if, if i watch a youtube video like any youtube video basically and like a news clip or anything i understand 90 percent of what's going on maybe right. not 90 but 80 like i i, I definitely understand yeah. the context you're even past the gist 100 percent. but just... I, i'm still like my 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 french speaking abilities is not great but but my my uh listening comprehension is pretty good mm-hmm. right. so where are you at right now where are you guys at right now in terms of just listening comprehension because listening 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 comprehension is the easiest right always with korean with anything no, I'm saying like right now. Yeah, yeah, where you at right now with? So like, if you were you, you mentioned YouTube and Netflix. So let's say you go on YouTube, you watch a YouTube video in Korean, like an easy mm. one, you know. Like it could either it could either be like a news clip or it could be like some YouTuber. How much do you understand? 
low. Low, very, very low. Very low. So we're still like, there. I'm yeah, like that's but it's, it's also, what I want to do with this is showing that rawness still of a beginner language learner. Yeah. As stoked as I am, Koda with I think I've made pretty cool strides, some fun progression this first one. It's still gonna be raw. It's still gonna be like I wanna be on camera on microphone showing the agony of like what some of these beginner oh, yeah. sessions look like because i think that's kind of that's we're, kind we're, of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a little torturous we're when gonna you're, when you're just like <laughs> digging for a, you're because the problem with it's like getting your reps in right like because i swear I, I can already predict it already something's gonna come up on friday that i'm either gonna hear from cody or what's what's her name jen jen okay um comes to hamida um i'm gonna hear from them and i'll be like ah okay i know that or like and i'll be like i know i've heard that but I just, ah, right now it's not gonna, i don't know if it's the pressure right now because we're doing a podcast this is live like you know that you've seen something and you maybe studied before but it's not quite all the way ingrained in you automatically yeah, yeah. so you're just gonna yeah. be digging it's gonna have, like a lot of like just grimaces in the face because to me like if i listen i basically i recorded my 30 hours of learning ukrainian with a tutor and there's just so there's a lot of like, oh, <laughs> like it's like it's it's like physical. It is. It is. But you guys, you guys, you guys can have some equations memorized. By equations, I mean like you know in Spanish or in, in French, it's like okay, if you use voy a and then an infinitive form yeah, of oh, a yeah, verb. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like yeah, stuff no. like that, right? Yes. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. It's when you want to even like stretch out further than what you might be capable yeah, of yeah. in the moment. Because yeah, no, no, I like. Like, yeah, we can talk about, because I've been using a few set resources now that I've really honed in on mm -hmm. and just been like repping those yeah, hard. Too. Like talk to me in Korean specifically would be like yeah, they're I think really my good. main one. That So repetition, repetition. Repetition. Like I can go through all my level one flashcards of the Korean, talk to me in Korean level one in about an hour now mm -hmm. with the audio. You know what though? Your to answer your your previous question, I think honestly my listening right now for Korean is the worst. The no, mom, which is really surprising for me because usually my listening is the best. But there, I don't know what it is. There's something about listening to people speaking Korean. Like half the time, I'm just like, yeah. So what's the easiest? Um, I would say for me at this point, uh, reading. Really? Actually, yeah, because I've really Wait, gotten. Are you joking? That's very, no. That's with the, the alphabet and everything? Yeah, even with the alphabet. Freaking symbols? Okay, talk to me about your experience. Because it is getting easier for me, specifically, like, certain, like, a big common thing in uh, Korean is, like, nida, yeyo, eyo, isoyo. So you, you start seeing those letters together enough, your yeah. brain starts to identify it. It's like, you sent me a text on WhatsApp today, and I had to, like, the this latter part of it, I didn't have to, like, Think too long mm -hmm. is like an AO, but the first part still I really had to like, especially when there's like four symbols still jammed together oh sometimes. Yeah, it still yeah. drives me a little nuts. But how, how, how is improving? I mean, sorry, how is reading your forte right now? I've just been like every um, resource I've been using, almost every resource, except for like listening to the podcast, like there's reading involved. And I haven't been looking at the, the romanizations, I've uh -huh. only been looking That's at good. Hangul. And it's really helped my reading so far. And I would say, like, my my speaking and my writing are probably on par with each other right now. And then and then my writing is down there because I haven't had much practice writing. But today, yeah. I mean, it looks like I have pretty neat. Yeah, no. I think what's really helped me with that is just like the the, the practice with writing Chinese characters. Mm. I think it's really helped with being able. to... I want to ask you that too, because this for me this is the first deep dive into an Asian language. So yeah. I want to ask you. So you think writing would be like, well, how has Mandarin helped you in this challenge that we're embarking on? Um, by far, it's it's been the vocabulary. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, That's because about, um, I think it's about half of the words in Korean come from Chinese. It's a, it's, yeah, it's, wow, it's, it's that's similar. crazy. It's thought, similar with, with cool. English. About half of the words in English come from French, come from French and Latin. Yeah. And, oh, wow. Um, but the thing, the reason it's so much, though, is not because it's, it's a lot of the everyday, most commonly used words don't come from, it's all the big technical words. Uh -huh. That's what makes up the vast majority of the fact that so many of them come from there. 
But um, there's also some very simple and like everyday used words that um, that have that I've seen that come directly from Chinese. Like wow. I instantly pick up on them. It has right. been so helpful. So guys, a couple fun facts here. Korean is one of the official languages of China. What? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They obviously regions or whatever, but still, yeah. still, it says official language in North Korea, South Korea, yeah, like, and China, parts of China. We, but it's still an official. It's like Quebec here is like French, so French yeah. is. Wait, sort of, would that be like Manchuria of China? Well, there's Manchuria is like an old kind of classification. Okay, of yeah, of yeah. Do you China. know now it may, it's made up of three provinces. Okay, there's uh, Heilongjiang. Um, oh, she's Liaoning uh-huh. and uh, what's the other one called? Jilin. Okay. Those are the three provinces in northeast China, and I would I would guess it's probably Jilin and um, Liao Liaodong. Did I say Liaodong? Yeah, that? no. I think because like we're going to like North Korea, and so like isn't that that's a pretty interesting border? Isn't there a river that separates the Yalu? The Yalu, yeah, Yalu classic. Right, so on YouTube, um, people watch. Yeah, there's tourism of people just going to the border and then standing there with their binoculars oh. and they're just well, looking across the river. But one more thing that I thought was interesting: it's a recognized minority language in Russia as well. That makes sense. Yeah. Siberia. Well, because I don't know if you've been reading about the history of Korea at all, but um, like historically, the That's Korean people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, historically, the Korean people um, used to uh, used to inhabit, like, the like Manchuria, like you said. Yeah. Like parts, of, parts of south, what would that be, southeastern? Siberia? Yeah, southeastern Russia. Way, yeah, and way east. Through, through, just throughout time, they've been pushed into the... Korean right, because it's like... Because you look at a map, it's like, okay, here's Russia on top, here's China. And it's like Korea is squeezed... And even physically, like like per population per capita of Koreans in their country, like it's way more on top. Isn't South like, Korea the most densely populated? It's very dense, country? super yeah. dense. Yeah. yeah, highly dense. Like I remember even students, because I taught three summer camps to Korean students, and they they just get blown away by like the space here, yeah, the prairies. It's just like mind boggling yeah, for them. We just take so, but even people from Toronto actually say that too. Mm-hmm. But I think like especially from somebody from like highly dense. Country, yeah, like I think um, Pimsler has these little cultural facts on their app now, and something about yeah, it was like five tribes at one point too, and yeah, it's, yeah, they they they, they all came together at one point and mixed into what the current Korean makes up are, current yeah. Koreans, yeah, and like I've only touched on this a bit actually. There's a there's a podcast I want to give a shout out to right now that I just got into called uh, speaking tongues cool podcast i discovered in episode nine is all about korean and she's interviewing a korean I, I i don't know enough yeah no either but even like differences obviously between south korean korean and north korean korean mm-hmm. because obviously the separation that's happened there for a long time but marcus what are you finding so i'm i'm, I'm googling how similar are north and yeah south that's a good korean question languages. yeah it's that's intriguing i heard the big difference is vocab yeah, I could see that. How they would yeah. say things, right? If you think about influences. Como en, como en Latinoamérica, güey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, each language definitely has its difference. But, so, okay. So, what's excited you the most? Like, when you... Because for me, I just... I've... I don't know. It's been really intriguing doing these SOV languages. And I, I think it's been cool. You, like, add things to them and just add that verb at the end. I yes. feel like my brain's doing something it's never done. Before. I know. I'm getting so used to it, too. Okay, yeah. Like, because it's not super... Like, I was trying to... I think when we were cooking supper, asking, like, what's the most difficult thing so far? And there's definitely things that are easy. Like, a question is very easy in Korean. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just voice intonation. Yeah. Also. I think um, one thing that I've been doing and that I recommend that everyone should do when they, when they first start learning a, a, a new language is uh, instead of like just thinking of how to say something all the time, just look at what people are saying. Uh-huh. Like yeah, just absorb yeah. the material. Just don't don't overthink everything. Don't don't always wonder like, oh, how do I say this? How do I say this? 
Because if you're always thinking of how to say something, like you're just going to end up literally translating things, and it's going to sound yeah. really choppy and bad. So just absorb as much as you can, watch for the patterns, and then your brain will just automatically uh, start using that. The and that's, I think that's why I've been so good at not making mistakes with that particular pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how's the grammar? It's not bad. It's, it's not bad? Not too bad. It's like Marcus... What are you drinking? Bubbly? Marcus <laughs> Bubbly drinks, right? Oh, okay. And how does that compare to, to Mandarin? Uh, Chinese grammar is not bad. It's it's also pretty easy. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's still SVO. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's the same word order as English, yeah. So how would you guys, how would you guys compare learning Korean to learning a uh, romance language, for example? It's harder. <laughs> I think... Yeah, but how harder? We made a good point the other night when we had our German group movie night. We were talking with Colton how you can't guess. Yeah, that's I think that's thing. a very intriguing yeah. point. Because, oh, like you can't. You know, in some like, like even in German right now, I, guess I will yeah. guess. I'll kind of like throw it a word. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, I wasn't right. But maybe that was uh, close. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> like in a language that's so far from your own mother tongue, like native, place. like uh, uh, English, it's. Like, but maybe for you it might be different because you talked about that Mandarin. Influence. Yeah, so I kind of have an unfair advantage. But like, I if you're know, just if you're just fun. learning from English, then yeah, you can't guess. The only thing there's is a few, that, there's a few like copy. Like yeah, coffee. the only like, thing is a few is like, obvious cognates like imported and modern words Import. will In, usually imported. come from English or a different. I thought the I saw this was really interesting in one of the lessons I did. Arbeite. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, you, yeah, I told you that. Arbeite. What does that sound like? Arbeite. Sounds like German. I'll give you a hint. Oh, yeah, no yeah. way. So, yeah, it comes from Arbeite. And in What's Korean, that? it means part-time work. Oh, So if you say Arbeite is soyo, that's like I have part, oh, I have part-time intriguing. job. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Yeah, that's, okay, so that obviously would have came from German. Yes, some that's way. So, that blew my mind, by the way. Yeah, right. It's crazy, huh? Who brought that over? That's what do you think? <laughs> but no, who's a bastard? If you want to think geographically and linguistically for a second, too, uh, my brief um, ponderings with Polish. You see a lot of German gra- or German vocab in Polish mm-hmm. way more than even Ukrainian. And if you just think geographically on a map, which one's closer to Germany? Poland. Joe, yeah. Poland, right? Like Deutschland. Deutschland. Polonia, wait. Um, Polonia? Uh, so that, okay, so it's been the Korean language. So from a personal and cultural perspective, like for me, Korean's been interesting because the Korean people, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this at all. It's something I've just noticed over the years from my very first Spanish class that I ever taught, which was in 2012 at Lloydminster Lakeland College evening class. I had a Korean student in that class, actually. And then I've had a few students that I've tutored in Spanish. And also in all of the Spanish classes I've taught in high school, there's always been like three or four uh, Korean kids. So I'm really intrigued. And I even sent you guys that Pitbull Monster X song last night. So, kind of like, we all know Spanish, Latino, reggaeton, cultura, así. But there is an intriguing uh, Latino-Korean connection. Yeah, yeah, man. And, uh, and I swear, it's, it's just not a coincidence that this first little class I was speaking in Korean, or sorry, teaching Spanish, and there was a Korean, she worked at, her family owned one of the convenience stores in Lloydminster. She was pretty young at the time, maybe like 19, 20. And she was in... Uh, my Spanish class, just learning. And then, like, one lady that I tutored for two and a half years in Edmonton, a Korean lady, super intrigued. Okay, so what's the link? Spanish. I don't, like, the, I don't connection? know. It's something, okay, I think, I have a theory. I want to ask uh, Jen, because there's something about the coolness of reggaeton, or, like, uh, Hispanic culture, with what I'm thinking to start might be even, like, cooler and flashier and brighter and, like, lots more, which is, like, K-pop culture. But there was a okay. So on Twitter, I have our, I'm running our Twitter account. There, uh, there's a K-pop star. He wrote the simplest words like "Como estás" the other day, 
and got like 40,000 <laughs> likes on it. So it's like Korea's flirting with Spanish and it's discontinuing. And there's, apparently I've been looking up, like there's K-pop songs in Japanese, Mandarin, but there's an intriguing Spanish-Korea connection. Wait, so, I, okay, I have a question now. I have a question now. Yeah. I thought K-pop was pop from Korea, but you're saying there's K-pop in Japanese? Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's called J-pop. No, no, yes, it's technically that's J-pop. Saying, yeah, yeah, then it's J-pop. It's technically it's J-pop, from but no, Japan. sorry. There's Koreans singing in Japanese, singing in Mandarin. Yeah. Like, I think J-pop's Japanese people singing pop music. Yeah. Um, so there's, like, these linguistic flirtations, I'd call them. Uh, in K-pop, but the Spanish one, it's like it's just. I'm just starting to notice it more and more, and there's something I don't know. It's something about uh, there's that fancy word like prosodic, prosody, prosody, like the sound of a language. I think there's something about the sounds of Korean, the sounds of Spanish that prosody? Korean people really like. Yeah, Luca Lampriello talked about it in a s. No, 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 it's, not prosody. That's that's physics for um, you. <laughs> That's uh, geochemical engineering. What does that word mean? Prosody. Patterns of rhythm and sound used in poetry. We're expanding our vocabulary um, here, bud. Yeah, I, I just think of, I think this with the sounds, but I don't think I think there's like a cultural Prosody style word. connection. Maybe some listeners right now can attest to this yeah, more. Sure. Yeah. So, but it's something I've noticed, and I'm intrigued by it. So, because even the, like like uh, there's a song on my. Korean pop list right now. It's called Me Gustas Tu. Like, uh, by by G-Friend. Yeah, Me Gustas. And they like, that's a K-pop group. And they throw in English. Like, lots of K-pops in English. So, so something that's interesting is that K-pop and uh, reggaeton Mm -hmm. or musica latina por lo general are are very influential they're they're huge man they're uh, they're vastly they're globally influential they're very widely accessible oh yeah to very large audience but like what i said before here here at the university of calgary i was here last year Mm -hmm. and there was this concert at one of the at on campus and the line was crazy. The oh, line yeah. wrapped around like three, four different buildings. That was a K-pop concert. Yeah, like thousands of people. And I walked up there and I was like, "Hey, what's going on here? Like, who's who's the who's the artist or whatever? Mm. What's the concert?" And they're like, "Oh, this is K-pop band I've never even heard of." You know, I just thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah. So that's that's when I kind of realized, hey, this K-pop thing is kind it's, of a big deal. It's big. Yeah, like musically and then i don't know have you guys seen parasite yet i have not seen it but have you heard of it yeah of course i would like to watch yeah yeah no it was was pretty fun like uh because when's the oscars it's like the first week of february or something like um (laughs) but uh, like in our school um where i teach we have a cool international program we probably have about like 40 korean kids or so and yeah, when Parasite won, like, we put it on the announcements and everything, like, just, like, congratulated you, like, because that was pretty cool. And, like, actually, that director, Bon, oh, maybe we can look that up, Bon Yoon-Hu, his name we'll is, up, like, we'll he's actually, up, we'll he's pretty influential. So then as I start to, like, dig more into it, it's called the Hallyu Wave, which is just a fancy way of saying, or the Korean way of saying, like, the influence of, Bong, oh, sorry, Bong Joon-Ho, Bong Joon-Ho. Bong Joon-Ho. Who, who directed... Parasite. So, like, uh, Korean music is getting big. Uh, yeah, Korean general uh, is blowing up. Movies up and coming. Big. What do you think, Cody? Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, when you were in Asia, like, did you meet any Koreans or, or like? Yeah. Do they get over? Or how? Do they get over to China? Or okay. Not really. Okay. No. Why not? I'm curious about the relations. I don't know. You'd have to ask them. I <laughs> oh, will have one here. We'll have one yeah, we'll have. We'll have we'll that'll have be like we have a bunch. We're loaded when, with question, when questions. When I was here. in when I was in China, here I'll I'll tell you the, the makeup of the foreigners. That yeah, that's interesting. In China, it's so strange. Explain so, us. Um, it. I mean, in the big international cities like Beijing or Shanghai, like obviously it's different. Like people from all over the world there, but. 
in the city that I was in, Yangzhou, it's, uh, it's a smaller city. Only 4 million people live there. <laughs> <laughs> but, that seems pretty petite for yeah, but, China. But yeah, China. But for China, yeah, like, it's, like, it, it, it's not internationally well-known, so there's not no, very nice. many foreigners there. And I swear to God, this is the type of foreigners that were there. There were um, English teachers from English-speaking countries. Uh-huh. So like America, Britain, Canada, Australia, whatever. Yeah. And then there were there were uh, Russian bodybuilders. And then there were why? Uh, they 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 worked in the clubs. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then there were uh, medical students from Africa and South Asia, like India, Bangladesh countries. Because like the med schools there are pretty good, or yeah. yeah. And th- those are the only foreigners you you would right. see in in the smaller cities in China. It was so weird. <laughs> that is strange, man. Yeah, it's not like a backpacker crowd. Or no, like hostels no, or no, no, no. no Japanese people, no Koreans. I didn't. I don't think I met a single Japanese or Korean person in, yeah. in Yangzhou. But the the relations over there are pretty strained, hey. Well, what do you no, mean? yeah, between China and those other countries. Oh, like between the countries. Um, La gente. Yeah, um, lots of Chinese people don't really like Japan. <laughs> because of <laughs> well, that's because well. of the history there. <laughs> Korea, it's not too different. Yeah, Korea doesn't really like Japan either. But uh, it, it's uh, if you watch a lot of the TV shows in China, like you, if you're just flipping through the the TV, I swear, like every fourth or fifth channel is like some movie like where the 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 Red Army is like fighting the Japanese. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, really. So what about Korea versus Japan? Like Korea and Japan, how do they how do they get along? Well, that's another history. Yeah, yeah like colonization, right? Of yeah, because Japan ruled yeah. over because, Korea. Yeah, that was recent, right? Oh, well, the World War Twentieth yeah, century. Yes. Yeah. 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 Definitely. All the way up until nineteen forty-five. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So how's that relationship now? I mean, like, like I would awkward? say young people don't really care. Yeah. But like that's a, a lot attitude. of the older people, like that memory is like, that's, that's still, still within like, living memory. Oh, those damn Japanese. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That's interesting, though. Yeah, those... those but, Like, dude, there's a reason we have two flags behind us right now. Yeah, like, Korea right. itself is separated. And, like, I'm a Cold War buff, right? You talk about, like, divided camps. So you want to, like, still, like, look at a place in the world where it's that Cold War, I would argue, hasn't ended completely. Not no, there. Korea, no, no. Korea. Not there. It's very much and, uh, alive, and man. Like, okay, here's I have a bone to pick with the the name DMZ, demilitarized zone. Where here it's like the most militarized zone on the planet. There's like two million troops. I don't know if that's all sides included or each side. We gotta go. Maybe we should double check. But like, I think it's the, a. It's the, still cold. It's still super cold. And yeah, but you see some collaboration, like or. Um, like in the Olympics, they have Korea teams. I know, mistaken. I saw that, man. Like uh, the Canadian, or no, sorry, not the, the women's hockey team. It was a uh, combined. combined. I saw the logo. Yeah. It was like a white, right. a white flag with oh, the that's blue. The, that's yes. the logo we should have the right now. The blue combined. Uh, yeah, that's nice. I like that. But ne- never mind Korea, though. Like, What about like the new Cold War between America and China? Like, Whoa. Yeah, no. That's I, flaring. I know. That's been flaring up. Yeah, you're getting. Yeah, I'm just focusing on. Yeah, we got. Yeah, Korea. But you're, you're correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that it's very much alive there. Shifts there's not power. troops between. Uh, there's no troops between the U.S. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. I, it's just another thing for a like a poli sci history nerd, like to watch those parades in North Korea and the the marching. Like the military parades, I think it's fascinating. I, I've watched fascinating well. YouTube so watching. I, I, I could spend that. hours doing. You can that. watch a couple. The Russia one is pretty good as well. The Which China, ones? the Russia, and the North Korean military parades are pretty good. Just oh yeah, no, throw I that in a Google and and watch that. That's but like the changing, like when the crowds in North Korea all have like the same placards and colors, oh, and all of yeah. a sudden they switch all of a sudden. Like yeah, the choreography of like I won't get into like how you would politically define North Korea as a state. I'm just talking from a purely visual aesthetic level of like, whoa, like Koreans, I don't know, I think on both sides, like bright colors, fashion. I'm watching the Netflix show right now called Crash Landing on You where this rich billionaire Korean, like uh, 
her parachute blows away and she lands in North Korea. So it's kind of fascinating because they're like looking at the different classes. But just the colors of Korea. And I think it's somewhere, we can look this up after too, like they have like roses, like a really iconic rose in Korea as Ooh, well. Oh yeah, that sounds familiar. It's, yeah, and my one, my student I tutored before always talked about You know what roses. I do a lot? I go on, there's a bunch of YouTube videos of people traveling to North Korea. Oh, okay. And then they yeah. have like vlogs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and it's just it's such a hassle to get in there. Oh, such yeah. a hassle. Yeah, you just What's... can't book a flight to Pyongyang. No, you can't. You gotta fly. <laughs> you gotta fly to Beijing, and then after that, you have to take the train to North Korea from Beijing. Like that's one way. What? Yeah. No. You, no. You, no, no, seen, no. 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 I've seen people flying into North Korea. So why is there a thing like every single person on YouTube takes the train? You've been watching the wrong videos. Are you sure? Yes, I've seen plenty of YouTube videos of people flying to. Pyongyang. I think there's both ways. Like, from what from what countries? Yeah, but are they are they uh, Chinese? No. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, way. I thought you can only take the train. I thought that's what was so bad. Like, imagine only being able to take the no, train into Canada. Take. Like, there was this one train line from from New York City to Ottawa that you had to take to, to get into Canada. So, okay, I just want to okay, pause on it. Future languages. I think Russia, is that on both of your guys' yes, one on one day list? Russia uh, is up The Trans-Siberian Highway. Uh, like, the one that expands all 12 time zones of Siberia. And newsflash, my buddy Lee hooking me up with this info. So apparently it's starting in Kiev soon, the capital of Ukraine, the, the Trans-Siberian. So you can go all the way from like Kiev going eastward to, I don't know where it ends. Vladivostok? Yeah, through Mongolia, through... You, yo, through guys, you can, I'm pretty sure you can take it down to Beijing now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I know. Like if you look up a map. But, but you, go th- you, go through, uh, you go through Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, probably. Do you go through Kazakhstan? I'm actually not sure. Now. Routes, I, but but you, 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 you do 100% routes. go through Mongolia. You go through Ulaanbaatar. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the capital of Marcus. Mongolia. And then you go into Russia again. And I'm, I'm pretty sure... How do you, you say Mongolia's capital again? In, in Mexicano, is Ulaanbaatar. And <laughs> Mexicano. No sé como... I don't know how to pronounce it in... You the know what's own, cool with some own. of these Asian languages, too? Like... Uh, Mongolian Ulaanbaatar. Ulaanbaatar is, sorry, folks. Way. Sorry, I, I totally, I, I, I messed up that. Ulaanbaatar. You know what's interesting? Uh, Ulaanbaatar. <laughs> um, Ulaanbaatar. Ulaanbaatar. Uh, Mongolian and Uzbek. There might be more. Use Cyrillic as their yeah. alphabet, in, even though it's like a Asian language. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, mm-hmm. that's so cool too. Um, but yeah, the Trans-Siberian Highway, I think, would be... Like, look how many languages you... Oh, we're looking at the map right now, Okay, folks. vamos, way. Look at this. Oh, there's, there's a few different lines. Yeah. But uh, see, apparently, that might be an old map, because now, apparently, you can start in Ukraine. Yeah, from I'm, it, pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure you can go to Beijing as well, but you can definitely go to China. Uh-huh. Because I remember I was, re- I was reading through. some travel guide, and so if you do the whole thing, you have to get visas for, like, six, five, six different countries, whatever. Right. But it'd be wild. I but def- that's a that's a bucket list item for sure. Yeah. Uh yeah. So for sure. I mean, yeah. How long does it take? Oh, a couple days. One of those. There's a few of these epic travels. Um, have you guys <coughs> heard of a? Uh, okay, Kodo's. Un momentito, uh, Marcus. I was talking with with you or Kodo. Que pasa, uh, Camino de Santiago. In uh, Spain, España, yeah, the pilgrimage trail, yeah. where I think it's if you hike twenty-five kilometers a day, roughly, like you can traverse the entire northern Spain. So you can go through like Basque country, like you can. You basically start in France and then cut across all of northern Spain to end up at this compost. Uh, There's the name of the church where the pilgrimage ends out west, and I think it'd be a fascinating Spanish, maybe even dip into some Basque Caicho. Um, it's hello in Basque. So yeah, I know. Yeah, these different but, things. Yeah, like so with uh, adventure with language learning. Like maybe there's like these cool epic. So imagine how cool that would be if you could speak Spanish and a bit of Basque and go do that trail, or speak Russian and Mandarin and go do the. Yeah, trails. that'd be the ultimate. So it's just like how language 
like just a wickedest travel tool so what i have my personal rule is that i don't go anywhere unless i speak the language i have the that's same rule. rule well i mean i've broken that but that's i don't break it anymore extraneous circumstances i don't break it i yeah i, I plan on being the same yeah. i don't break it but here's the thing i'm a little loose on the definition of being able to speak it as long as i'm there and i'm like at least trying whatever Try. yeah, like, yeah i could yeah. go to i could go to south korea i could go to seoul and i could you know just with studying like or having your ability to speak korean i can go around there and just have fun with it you know as yeah, long as you're able yeah, to throw around some phrases do throw on some phrases yeah seeing what sticks <clears throat> yeah so i think that's definitely uh um Koda, you taught english in uh, china would you ever teach it in korean in korea <laughs> <laughs> you'll be able to know what all the students are saying here do you english <laughs> oh and then also i want to ask you about your future plans with korean once this challenge is done yeah okay um so uh, no no i i I it's not that i wouldn't want to go teach english in korea specifically mm-hmm. it's just that i don't want to teach english abroad in general anymore why uh, not like i'm i like it here in canada mm-hmm. and uh, i think when i went to china like i um i think what i was expecting and what i wanted was to travel abroad and go abroad not live abroad mm-hmm. and uh although i had an amazing two years in china uh, i don't regret it one bit but i don't want to live abroad for the rest of my life i definitely like it here in canada and um so yeah that's that's your answer for that yeah and in terms of what i want to do with korean after okay just before we talk about that yeah like, sure yeah. um because the reason I ask, uh, like the English school that I taught at in Edmonton, so three of the teachers there, guess how long each of them taught in Korea? A year. Higher. Three. Long, Five. Longer. Oh I'm talking, okay, my boss specifically. And they're Canadian? Both of them are Canadian? All of them are Canadian. Eight. Okay, almost. Seven. seven. That's a long seven time. seven years teaching English in Korea. That's a long time to be an English teacher. It's a long time, but there was something about Korea all of them got hooked on. And it was seven years. Like, yeah, when I met them, they were obviously back in Edmonton. My boss, Julio, started up his English school there. But it wasn't just like a short stint. It was like they they really, like, got into it. Like, yeah, seven years. Because I just feel like, I don't know, maybe it's something about the quality of life there, the people working conditions and I've never taught English abroad like I've just taught it in Edmonton but I always found that intriguing because that's like not just a year like you know people do gap years Hmm. or people do like obviously every individual is their own circumstances but I was like whoa seven years yeah that's a lot like it's like that's a huge percentage of your life yeah chunk but uh so they obviously spoke Korean really really no no no, no, my buddy my buddy no I mean because I think expat bubbles exist yeah like my buddy in Ukraine talks about these two like people that live in countries I think we touched yeah we we talked episode two a bit did we yeah, just how some yeah, people maybe. some people can <laughs> some people can be in a place a really long time, but regardless, seven years like something kept you. Because I'm sure they came back during Christmases and mm-hmm. uh, holidays here and there, but like hey, I'm getting on the plane. But they back obviously, to Korea. they obviously spoke. They spoke. Yeah, they, they had obviously to, spoke some Korean. Yeah, they had to, Yeah, I'm sure seven years. Yeah, how can you not speak yeah, a little bit? But uh, well, no, my buddy Michael, he could he could riff a bit in it. It had been a few years since he had been there, but he could, he could do some. So one of the three could do something. Okay. But I just found it fascinating how like even my like uh, they picked up some side jobs in Korea too, like being a DJ and stuff. So, like, yeah. Just like yeah, being an English teacher could be one thing, but it was Koreans specifically because uh, other English teachers, I don't know if anyone stayed that long so that's just something i thought with teaching because i've thought about it even if the terms of like a sabbatical year because damn korea just looks so cool right now yeah it'd be cool if you can do that i'd so, be down go to gangnam gangnam so <laughs> so that gets us into like the future of why we're doing this because i'm definitely not just doing this for a one-off thing and like, all right, I had my Korean battle with Cody. Let's put the Korean yeah, book you're, on the you're, shelf. You're like, going to wash up on that beach real quick, buddy. <laughs> yeah, real yeah. Quick. Lydia's beach. Yeah. 
Shout out Polygon Gathering still. Uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm like hooked on it now. In a way. Like, I gotta get back to my German. Cause I, yeah, I Deutsch is I invest Deutsch, yeah. Uh, put a lot into that earlier in this calendar year. But yeah, I talk about having the free time right now with a reduced work schedule. Like, it's definitely something yeah. I'm gonna keep going. So hey, learn s- those languages, man. Yeah, so like what, you, like, what do you think, Koto? Are you going to put into your uh, like your lineup? Because I know you've talked about maintenance with languages. Yes, and, yeah. Um, so how, like, how are you going to put in your rotation? <clears throat> well, um, I mean, it's it's one of the languages that I want to speak really well. And after after Korean, I want to do uh, Japanese as well. Because like I mentioned, I've got a particular interest in, in East Asia, just with like all the the martial arts and the, the history and the culture of the area. I find it all extremely yeah, fascinating. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for me, the, 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 the Holy Trinity of Korean, Japanese, Chinese I it's a cool trinity. is, is very, I'm very interested in that. So very cool. that'd trinity. be insane, man. Do all three of those. That'd be insane. But here's off. the thing. You're going to have to go there, man. Oh, want, oh yeah, dude. I want to go there. Let's, like here, here, let there. me make that but distinction. not just go there for like a couple of days on vacation. You're going to have to go there. Yes, I know. Uh, eventually in the future, I plan on taking like month stints where I just go and like either take part in some kind of like a language program or I just go mm-hmm. travel there. Like that's, that's why I, I don't even, it's not that I don't want to travel anymore. Like I just don't want to live abroad anymore, but I want to travel yeah, for the rest of my life. Lots of traveling yeah. all over the place. Man. Yeah, you're gonna have to go back there, man. Because uh, if you're gonna, I can't wait to go to Korea. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and like, cause like, uh, I was watching this documentary earlier today. Like, K-pop. What was it called? K-pop. Korea's secret weapon? Question mark was the name, and how like K-pop is a main way that they're promoting Korea to the world. And then I so I got I'm into podcasts, so I like start scrolling through some K-pod podcasts. And lots of it's like fan ones. They're talking about BTS. In what language? In English. In like English. It's a massive English audience. But some of these podcasts, I wouldn't call them like anywhere hardcore polyglots or language. Like they just have a few select episodes about learning Korean specifically for like K-pop fans. So I think it's interesting because it's like casual learners that oh, it's like, yeah. hey, like K-pop can kind of be your, your gateway into... Uh, <laughs> learning korean but that's that's how it works for people right yeah no they of course because it's very casual gateway. like yeah. those listeners aren't probably listening to lingaholics or actual fluency or any of the big language podcasts they're just listening to their k-pop any of the big ones you know yeah. <laughs> lingaholics, lingaholics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> four episodes yeah. in <laughs> confidence yeah. folks it's okay yeah it's okay to have um so that's cool man but i don't know asia like Marcus, what are your thoughts on going somewhere in Asia? <sighs> That's like, I'm not there. Because there's man. a lot. You, not, yeah, you've never I'm, been big I'm on too, Asia. I'm too young, man. I'm not there yet. <laughs> You're a young, bad <laughs> one. I have too oh, much. Yeah. Like, I, my goal is to to go through every single country country in Latin America uh-huh. first. I want to go yeah, I, every single one. Total. Yeah, really, you're obsessed with Latin America. Brazil, including Brazil. So I wanna, I wanna, I'm definitely prioritizing my my Portuguese over my 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 Asian languages. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure. there. Maybe. Okay, let's say. Okay, maybe when like, I'm like... Gun to your head, you have to pick one Asian country to go to and learn the language. What do you learn? South Korea. Oh, Easy. 100%. Okay. Easy. No, it's because it's such a big South continent, Korea. right? Easy. Like my one buddy, Josh, he's learning Indonesian. Uh, did we talk a little about Tagalog the other day? We yes, baseball? we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tagalog's always been fascinating. I know also, people- if you want to talk about a more Spanish influence on a language... There's a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like Tagalog. You know, people go to Thailand and people Thailand, go to Bali. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, Bali. Why would I do that when I can go to Costa Rica, my Costa Rica, <laughs> Ecuador, Ecuador, yeah, Colombia, way. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. And actually, I want to talk about this. It's it's funny that you brought that up. So I was talking to Ian about this, but Marcus, I want to tell you, and I guess I'll tell our listeners too. I've um, I've changed my mind a little bit about being so hardcore on being like a one at a time focuser and i've opened up to the idea of not necessarily dabbling for the sake of dabbling Mm -hmm. but expanding like not being so perfectionist like you guys have pointed out like i know that's a big problem i have not just for languages but for life in general and uh i think yeah i just i I don't want to just like 
limited, oh, 10 is a perfect number, like, I need to have it at that, and, like, eh. yeah, yeah, like, that's just, that's kind of ridiculous, so, um, I've expanded a bit, because there definitely are, like, a list of languages that I would like to be able to speak that's longer than that, but my problem was, like, oh, like, how am I going to maintain them, like, oh, I might yeah. as well just, like, stick to these ones, but... I'm I'm okay with like not being able to speak all of them perfectly. Right. But the the idea is like I I just I want to be able to to just learn a new language for the rest of my life and I've expanded my list a bit. So I think Marcus you talked about this your dad telling you how with language learning you'll never be bored. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. You're never going to be and bored, folks. Seriously, like Koto's list could have 16 our list could have 16 whatever yeah but you know like before i start before i start on on the next one i want to get over the last break or i want to get over a good break like the hard break you know what i mean go i'm I'm throwing it back to the lydia beach analogy because it's so good i want to get over Mm -hmm. i want to get over um i want to get to a certain point where i don't have to maintain it every day you know yeah like right now my spanish and even my german i've realized this with my german as well like german i can i can leave it for a couple months even a year Mm -hmm. and then pick it back up again pretty easily and that's that's exactly the point that i want i want to get to a point where it's eventually self-sustaining for sure i think self-sustaining is a great point because you know what I'll admit to like, I don't know if it's perfectionist fear, but okay. I have a fear right now. I have a fear every day. If I don't do some Korean, I'm going to lose the last six weeks. If I miss a day right now. So there, there is a fear. It's not even, we've talked a little about motivation. We've talked about discipline. It's like a fear. Like, Oh my God, if I go 24 hours without doing something, I'm like, it's all gone. Yeah. But there's definitely some truth there, man. Like yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you know, gotta get over just, it. You know, it is true. You need a ton of reps to, yeah. and that's what a lot of this flashcard is. Is like, okay, I know that I know that I know this, but I might not know it. I might forget it in two days from now. And yeah, like it's all for naught, all in vain. And so, and that that was a big part of my. I, I credit a bit of that fear to how I, because I consider my Spanish my best second language because I've been doing the longest. But the initial. Because uh, I got good in Nicaragua, like I got I got conversational, like a level I never thought I'd dream of. Then there was like an immediate fear: what if I lost this? What if I like left it for a couple months and I yeah, wasn't sucked. able to do what I did in Nicaragua two yeah. months prior? So I was like, "Musica, los libros, <laughs> televisión, todos los días, todos los, los meetups, yeah. the and todo." Like, let's do it all. <laughs> so, I don't know. So yeah, it, fear so maybe. Weird. Fear can be okay, folks. Don't give in to. Give in to fear and keep keep chugging away. Yeah. I can feel your so, fear. Feel, I oh, feeling the fear. <laughs> feeling the fear like a, <laughs> like a test missile launch going up above. What's happening, <laughs> <laughs> folks? So, I, are, you, are you ready for a... I'm ready. I'm just ready to let her rip on this language. I want to run Korean. Oh, I'm ready I'm, too. I'm going to kick your butt, man. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh my ass. How off. many allies is South? Is, oh, is South Korea part of NATO? No, like, oh, no, no, no. North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Well, we should add specific to that. Get a little backup. Now nah, I'm feeling all right. I'm feeling good. Because even if I say technically lose, I want to like still walk away being like Han Google. Han Google. Oh, yeah, but uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's been fun. I think we chose the right language to do this thing because yes. it's been dip diving into like uh, country's history that I've been interested in and language. Like I'm trying, Music, I'm seeing, starting to see like lots of these his like we talked about reggaeton, K-pop. Just like whoa, it's like this hip culture, this really flashy culture. So. And yeah, really, Marcus, you're the viewer, so we want to put on a show for you. Yeah, man, dude. I'm excited. Like, I'm very excited. Uh, I'm looking forward to this too, guys. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I'm uh, be. looking forward to it. So, so, uh, so we'll see. Come Friday, man. Friday, can't Friday. wait. It's oh, a countdrum, man. It's gonna be brutal. It's gonna Drums be, it's of gonna war. be ugly and raw and yeah. brutal. Dirty. Oh, it's fun. Dirty. Don't forget, fun. Fun. Let's go. Oh. Dirty. Yeah, painful, painful fun. Painful fun. Yes, it'll be fun. So stay tuned, folks. If you're a new language learner, so you stay kind of tuned. see what it can look like, and 
if you're like lots of these people I've been meeting online. Oh, so just before we kind of wrap this up, show a little TikTok love. Show a little TikTok love, yeah. (laughs) Folks, we're on on TikTok now. We're on TikTok. That's how we're moving up. Just like the kids, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just like the kids from TikTok. We're catching up to the kids. Yeah, damn right. (laughs) Hey, guys, come on. We're not that old. So first of all, follow us on Twitter. Twitter. We're pretty big on Twitter already, so we're just getting started on on TikTok right now. TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Yeah. It's all there. So That's right. Joining the ranks because we just like having fun on those. So I'm on the Twitters talking to people and it's been lots of fun. That's good. Um, but yeah, Hangugo. 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 All right, folks. All right. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Annyeonghi Kase? Oh! Or are we going? Annyeonghi. Are we going or are they going? Annyeonghi Kaseo. We're going. We're going. So it's but if they were staying, we'd, they would say Annyeonghi Kaseo. Because they're staying. No, I know he can't. If you're staying, right, you say it to the person leaving. Yeah, but we're leaving, so we say I know he can't. Yeah, I know he can't. Bye, bye, folks. Bye, bye.